Welcome to Therapy is Cool. I'm your host, Molly Zive. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and mental health advocate. This podcast aims to normalize feelings and create a positive narrative around engaging in a healing process. This is not to substitute for therapy. If you want to find out more, please go to therapyiscoolpodcast.com. Please rate, subscribe, and share. Take care. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited for this interview. This episode is going to be so magical, and I'm so excited that you get to listen to it. So let's start with some grounding. Start to take some deep breaths. Inhale through your nose. Exhale gently. Let it go. Inhale again through your nose. Hold it at the top. Let it go. This time I want you to think of an intention for today. Maybe it can start with, I am whatever comes to mind. I am abundant. Inhale your intention. Exhale, let it go. So on today's episode of Therapy is Cool, I get to interview Kara. She is so incredible. She is the human behind Reflective Tarot on Instagram, and she offers a host of services that combine the use of tarot and journaling elevating the practice of self-reflection, encouraging people to uncover their truth, and empowering those to live authentically. Her goals totally align with mine. Um, She is one of my favorite humans currently, and we talk so much about self-reflection and doing shadow work and all the ways that you can get there through therapy, through tarot, through journaling. She is someone who I talk to often. And when I talk to her, it is so, so obviously clear. She is someone that has done her inner work. And she she is one of those people that because she has done her inner work, it inspires you to be a better person. And so I'm really excited you get to listen to this interview today. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Kara. Thank you so much for being on Therapy is Cool today. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing so good. This is one of the first episodes I'm having for 2021, and I couldn't think of a better guest than you. Oh, my God. I, I've i been waiting for this day because I know we were talking about it um, last year, and I'm just you know so excited and so honored to be the first um, interview for you this year. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I want to dive right in and talk about all the wonderful work that you're doing. You are one of my heroes and you are, um, in your own words, what, what are you bringing to this world? So, you know, I, and we've talked about this and it took me a really long time to figure that out. You know, um, I have been journaling for a really long time I would say 
if I thought back, I've been journaling since I was like in my teenagers, I think, you know? And so I've always known that I wanted to, to share that um, experience, to share what I've learned um, in creating my own journaling practice to other people. And I've, and, and I've wanted to do that for many, many years. And it's just, it wasn't, it didn't feel right until more recently, I guess. And I think it's because I felt like I had to learn, I had, there was more room for me to learn more about myself and there was more wounds uh, that I needed healing that needed to happen before I could be ready to, to share mm-hmm. um, what I, to share the, 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 the knowledge that I have acquired or the skill that I've acquired in, in terms of journaling. Right. And, and then I also wanted to create a journaling practice that um, not that one was sustainable. Right. And, and two, that was, um, that challenges you, mm-hmm. you know, and, but I also wanted it to be in a way that you could do yourself, you know, um, like something that could spark your own, um, introspective, um, journey, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes we're not willing to ask ourselves the tough questions or we're not willing to, to hear the difficult, you know, things that we need to hear. Mm -hmm. And so when I started combining tarot with my journaling, then it brought, it brought that to, to another level. It brought my journaling practice, my reflection practice to another level. And so that's kind of how reflective tarot got um, created. Cause I was like, Oh, this is what I was looking for. This is kind of the, the journaling that I wanted to, to show to people because I love, there's so many really good guided journals out there. Mm-hmm. But for me, it didn't, it didn't work for me because I felt like, you know, um, there's all these pages that didn't, it, it would guide you towards something, but it didn't feel like that was what I was processing at that time. Mm-hmm. And so when I combine it with tarot, it's, it's so customized to you, to your energy at that moment, mm-hmm. you know, and it just kind of, what's the word I'm looking for, like really focuses you into diving deep into that specific part of you that you probably would have never, you know, explored to look into until like a mirror was placed in front of you, if that makes sense. (laughs) No, that makes total sense. There's so many mirrors in our life, right? Like, first of all, I want to say, I am so blown away by you. You are someone who's definitely done your inner work. When I think of you, when I talk to you, I'm getting the chills because it's so true. Like you are someone who does your inner work and continues to do your inner work. And it's just like such, just such a light for all of us because I know that you've gone to the deepest parts of hell and you've clawed your way out of it. And you're at in this point now, and you're trying to share that with other people. I know that that's like your mission. And so I just want to like really highlight that, that this isn't just something that popped in your head like two years ago and you thought would be a good idea. Like this has been definitely a process and a journey for you. Oh yes. Like I, I start, this was something that I wanted to start out in 2015. You know, that's like five, maybe almost six years ago now. (laughs) And I, at, but by the time it was 2015, I had thought that I reached a level of my 
introspection i get like i thought i thought i had healed a lot of the the old wounds that you've accumulated from childhood up until now i thought i had taken care of all of that and and so i was like oh i feel great you know like <laughs> it's it's funny how de like depression is like so different to so many people it, mm -hmm. it it just shows up in so many different ways and and it's not linear and it's not what you think where you visibly see someone you know display these symptoms because everyone else in my life thought that there was nothing wrong you mm -hmm. know and that's because i was just so good at putting that smile up, you know, <laughs> yeah. masking it. Yeah. That is, yeah. There's so many people who mask depression, including myself. And so I resonate with exactly what you're saying is like, we do such a good job of like managing how we seem to other people, but that's when, you know, like working in psychiatric hospitals and working with the most suicidal patients, those yeah. oftentimes the ones who can wear the mask really well, are the yeah. ones who successfully complete suicide, which is so sad. Yes. So here's the, th the thing is too, the reason why I think um, I was so good at masking it, and this is, I could, this is probably the same for you, is when you grow up in a household where you feel responsible for everyone else's well-being, you kind of played a role into like, you know, um, maintaining a certain... I don't know, like level of, I guess, evenness, if you want to say it that. And, and so you, you, you're like, well, everyone comes to me for help. I'm always the one giving support. So I'm not allowed mm -hmm. to feel down. I'm not allowed to feel, you know, so you just mask it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny. Um, I think, I don't know. I mean, I say that a good part of my depression that I had experienced was about 10 years, but I have been kind of thinking about it a lot longer and it might've been earlier than that. Mm -hmm. It might've been when I was even a kid. I just, it's different when we're kids because um, we have, society has kind of laid out this whole plan for us mm -hmm. of like, oh, you go to school from this age to this age, you go to elementary school, middle school, high school, then you go to college, you know, so there is that track like mm -hmm. already laid out for you. And then it's not until after you graduate college, you start your career, that's when you start questioning like, okay, is this what I went to school for? Is this what I went, I had, I worked so hard for all my life to be in this situation. And then that's when reality sets in. So I feel like that's kind of when my depression officially started. But when I really think about it, it, it happened even earlier than that because I was already denying myself of um, experiencing my emotions mm -hmm. because we were in that sense as children um, fill, fulfilling a role that we felt we needed to play. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, if you don't do that healing, you're going to carry that over in all of your relationships moving forward, not just your um, partnerships, but your relationship with your family, friends, work, you know. And so I did, I carried that over into my work um, because I thought I had to play a certain role. I thought I had to be... Um, um, what is it? Dis indispensable, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I thought I had to prove my worth. I had to, to 
you know, show the, show my value. And so you end up overworking and you're taking care of everyone else that you forget to take care of yourself. And um, so 2015 for me, I, I thought I had reached a breakthrough and I wanted to share this amazing breakthrough with <laughs> everyone else. And, and then um, something just didn't feel right. I think a part of me felt a little bit disingenuous because even at that time I was feeling that I wasn't even journaling anymore myself. Cause I thought my, I guess my ego thought that oh, I, I conquered it. There's not, I have no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got no issues, blah, 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 you know? And then, um, but there, I think my spirit, my intuition knew that, no, you're not ready. This is not ready. Mm-hmm. Like what you're trying, what the, 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 the gift or the skill, the knowledge that you want to share to other people, you're not ready because you still have more to learn, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I just kind of shelved it and then things started to happen. Um, like I, I, I broke off a real an eight-year relationship that I didn't realize was toxic for that long and then healing after that um like that opened up so many other wounds that I thought I had dealt that all goes all the way back to the trauma I had experienced in my childhood you know mm-hmm. and so from 2015 probably up until 2019 and I think 2019 was the year, like for me, where like, it's almost like, okay, you went through, <laughs> you went through all of the quizzes in your life. Mm-hmm. You went through all of the midterms. Maybe 2015 was your midterm, right? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> 20, I love that. 2019 was like the final, like where like everything from my entire childhood, all up until now, like somehow events occurred in 2019 that forced me to like really face every single trauma like it was so intense Mm -hmm. and um and it was the first because I think I I did feel suicidal in 2010 2019 2009 and 2010 or something like that and I hadn't felt that way in a long time until 2019 it it all raised it all came out again and that's when I started picking up journaling again um because I had stopped for so long and um, there was a part of me cause I was overworking also. And I think I was overworking partially. One was to, again, determine because I felt like I had to, to figure out my, like, um, prove to myself my value. Mm-hmm. And, um, two, because I was essentially, um, escaping Right. When you overwork, sometimes when you bury yourself in work, you're really escaping yourself, like from feeling. Yeah. Because it was just so intense. So, um, yeah. So then it's, it's interesting now. Then we get into 2020 and we're all kind of put in a position to to pause <laughs> in the mirror. Right. Like we have to sit with ourselves. We have to yeah. sit with ourselves. And I was like, thank God all that stuff happened in 2019 because it really prepared me to be okay mentally for 2020. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that 2020 was easy for me either, but like um, it really put everything in perspective, you know? And then that's kind of where 
I started to revisit the idea of journaling and how journaling helped me so much. And, and I'm in a position now in 2020, I mean, we're in 2021, but you know, last year I'm in a position now where, okay, I have the time to develop something Mm -hmm. that I can teach other people Mm -hmm. to do for themselves because I, um, therapy for me was a big thing that helped me cross that threshold because I think I started it around 20. I did. I started around 2015 is when I started taking, um, seeing actual therapists. Um, and wait, what was I going to say? <laughs> um, yeah. So, but the thing is, it's not, at least for right now, it's not as accessible as you would like it to be, you know, whereas journaling and, um, and even tarot, if you decide to, to teach yourself, um, how to use the cards, right? Um, it is totally accessible. Every day, every moment. Yeah, it's yeah. free, you know? And, and, and it's something that actually can supplement therapy really well. Because when I go see my therapist, it's only 40 minutes. You know, I only have 40 minutes and I have to maximize that time, right? And so you have to, it's really, you can't just go to therapy and, and think that all of your problems are going to be solved in the 40 minutes that you have to do with your therapist. I'm so you glad know? you said that. Yeah. At PSA, you can't solve all your problems. I, I do mind 50 minutes, but yeah, you can't solve all your problems in that chunk of time. I want no. you to, and I want you to feel better, but like at the end of the day, it's like when you step back into your life, that's when the real work happens. Yes, because think about it, right? You're unpacking trauma that started from when you were a kid and depending on how old you are now and depending, and it's not even about the age of where you are now, but it really, the, the layers upon layers and layers really depends on how much you buried it inside you, mm-hmm. you know? And so you're, you're having like therapy and journaling and any reflection practice really is peeling those layers one at a time. So you think you're going to peel all those layers in one session? Like, no, <laughs> you know, so you've got to do the work um, outside of therapy. And then that's what you bring back into therapy. And that's when you as the therapist help guide us through the parts that were stuck. Like I'm, I, I, I uncovered this layer and, and I think this is what I've learned, but then now I don't know what to do. And like, mm-hmm. that's where, where you're, you're there for us. Right, Molly? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and that's yeah. very well said. I think that's very well said and any reflection practice. That's why I like your style so much is because it is super reflective and I'd like to go kind of take it, pivot into a different direction, but for those of us who don't know, in the very simplest of terms, what is tarot? What is it? Oh, you know, there's so many different ways of thinking about tarot because there, it's been kind of portrayed in the media. <laughs> Isn't <laughs> that so funny? Different light. Yeah, like it, it's, so, it's so evil, it looks like, or you're... Um, you're what is it like peering into the future and people get really you know it's there's so much mystery around tarot that you know and people are always naturally going to be afraid of the unknown Mm -hmm. right even in therapy yes yeah (laughs) but then when you think about when you think about how the tarot was created and and i'm talking specifically about the writer weight 
because there's so many different kinds of cards, right? There's so many different kinds of decks and I'm not gonna go into that. <laughs> but um, specifically with the writer Waite, um, he, um, the creator of it and the illustrator, they really thought about the cycles that we experience through life. Mm-hmm. And they depicted that into these cards, you know? And so the, the images in the cards are really a representation of the things that we go through within our lives. So um, as you know, like with playing cards, we have those suits, like the diamonds, the hearts and club, the clubs and spades. Uh, spades. Mm-hmm. And so the same thing is with the tarot deck as well. We have the, the suits, which is the wands, the swords, the cups and um, the pentacles, right? And on top of the suits, we also have the, the, tr- the trump cards, which is the major arcana. So then the suits are the minor arcana, right? And so the major arcana really is um, kind of depicts the cycles that we go through, the major life events that we go through in our lives as we heal certain cycles in ourselves. And, and then the minor arcana is, represents the day-to-day stuff that we kind of go through, right? So with the swords being uh, the mental, um, the mind, and then and communication also can represent communication. Then we have the pentacles, that's your physical world. Um, that's your finances, your career, your home, uh, family. Cups is your emotions, you know, intuitions, um, what, fu- what fills you up, right? Mm-hmm. And then the wands, it's, the, it's fire. It represents fire. So that's your passion, your spirit, um, your, um, that instinct that mm-hmm. you have. And so when you start to see, when you lay the cards out, it'll give you a really good representation and picture of your current energy, what you're going through. And it's really essentially like a mirror, like putting up, being put up to your face to kind of tell you like, this this is this is from a big picture view Mm -hmm. what you're kind of going through and from a little picture view where you could look at the little pieces that make that big picture it really helps you solve that puzzle because you have everything laid out on the table my gosh that is so incredible yeah oh my gosh i'm just like soaking it all in you gave like so much knowledge and you said it like so eloquently where like the the common person like me who doesn't practice tarot or hasn't learned the deck can can digest it and I that's what I love about your um Instagram as well if you haven't followed Kara yet please find her on reflective tarot she and I'll post it in the show notes she I, I don't know what you do I'm an air sign I'm a Gemini and for whatever reason you are so freaking spot on on your readings on your is it daily or is it weekly i'm sorry is it daily it's daily yeah it's daily i do every weekdays um i used to do it on the weekends too but i was like oh my god it's too that's much that's a lot so, of work that is a, even yeah. doing it every day that's why i'm like am i quoting that right is it every day i feel like i see it every it's, day but i didn't want mm-hmm. people to get their hopes up but i, I don't know 
how you channel it so well. Like there's just something, can you speak on that? Do you know what I'm trying yeah. to ask? Like how do you channel yes. it so well? So actually, so I use a combination of tarot decks and oracle decks, right? Because and oracle decks are completely different because they're not, it's not as structured as the tarot is like we just kind of talked about. And for me, like oracle decks, whoever, like the creator of an oracle deck, they have a specific intention in mind. And so the way I choose my oracle decks and how I combine it to the spreads with the tarot is I choose what, what is, what was the creator's intention and then what is my intention to using that in a reading so I have specific oracle decks that I use um I'm so bad I don't remember the names but there's one there's one here that I use that's all about the soul journey and everything is about the lessons that we all learn and there's another one that I like to use I don't have it out with me right now but it's um um, I think it's by Carolyn Miss niece I don't know how I'm saying her name right but um it's based off of Carl Jung's archetypes so there's that the shadow part of ourselves and the light part of ourselves and I love using that for you know shadow work type mm-hmm. readings and then I um there's this other one um I think Judith Orlock created this deck and it's called Surrender mm-hmm. um it's the Surrender cards and so for me, I always think that there's a constant, you're, you're at a, you're always constantly having to reconcile something, process something, forgive it, let it go and release it to make room for new. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I have some other Oracle decks too, but these are the main things that I really use. And so the way I structure the daily readings is I pick a main, I'll pull a main card from the tarot to, to ground the main energy of what the 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 reading is going to be what the messages are is tapping in what the energy i'm tapping into is and what the message is so i'll i'll grab one card and that's what you'll see right mm-hmm. at the at the beginning of my my reading and then i'll pull oracle cards for like okay this this is the this is the 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 tarot and this is um what this means in a general sense but then i'll pull a card for like what lessons are we being asked to learn mm-hmm. and what is it that we need to release? And then maybe I'll pull like a guidance card too. So I'll pull all those cards. So it's actually a really, it's a full reading, everything that I write in that little <laughs> No, it sounds like it. I'm like, I did not know all this work. So for each um, category of sign, cause you do air, fire, water signs. So do you, how many cards do you actually pull or does it vary every day? It kind of varies. It does vary. I will pull like, I'll pull a main card and sometimes that's enough, but then sometimes, you know, I could feel like, ah, something else wants to come out. So like, let me, let me clarify that with another tarot deck. Right. Um, Because I don't read reversals, but I don't have anything against reversals, but for me personally, I don't read reversals. So instead I just use um, other tarot deck, another tarot deck to clarify the first card that I pull. And then I'll pull um, whatever from, I'll pull from the Oracle decks that I picked from that day too. And then I'll, I'll have it all laid out on the table and I basically just meditate on that energy and then the messages start to flow through and I just type it. That's it. <laughs> so it comes out. Sometimes it has nothing to do with the cards that came out. Sometimes it does, like it really depends, but um, it's because it's, there's so many things to, to tap into when you're looking at the cards, the imagery, the words, 
um, and then when you're in combination with each other. So it's, yeah, <laughs> it's very involved. <laughs> yeah. And then how, how long are you meditating? This sounds so structured, me asking this question. Is it just like, do you meditate until the messages come to you? Or is like you sit in meditation for at least 10 minutes? I'm just throwing that out there till you find I, something. I, once I pull all the cards, then I'll just kind of take a step back. I'll just literally like pull back a little bit and I'm like, okay, what, what is it? And then sometimes it can come right away. It'll be like within a second. And it also depends on my energy at that time too. So I need to make sure that I'm ready to even pull these cards. Yeah. And, you're the and, tool. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, usually it doesn't take that long. It just, it just, I, I just sit with, sit with the energy kind of tune into the imagery and the words that I do see in the cards um and maybe a, f a minute or so it comes up and then I'll just just write everything that comes out mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's almost it's really channeled but with using the cards to kind of ground the reading in mm -hmm. a specific you know scenario mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you are the tool. So you have to make sure your energy is right. You have to not, I don't, I don't want to say right or wrong, but you have to like, you, you have to care for yourself first in order to even channel that type of energy. So I love that there's yeah. self-care involved, that there's reflection, that there's meditation. I love meditation. It's like meditation gets you to that stillness, right? It turns down the, the volume all the way and you can kind of start yes. hearing what are the messages that I actually want to hear? Like what, what is yeah. my inner being actually saying? So it's so nice that you're using a combination of all those things and it makes sense. Like you're yes. so talented at it because oh. there's such a process to it. You know, you're not willy nilly, like you're so thoughtful, whether I can tell from your content creation, like you're just, everything is so curated and everything is just so thoughtful. And there's just like the sense of groundedness and mindfulness about you that really draws people to you. Oh my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> it, it took so long to kind of figure this out and I'm just kind of glad that it's, you know, it, I started, I started the account 2020, I think, um, was it August or something like that, I believe. And then um, I was posting every day, kind of figuring out like what, how am I going to position myself in the tarot community? Because there's, there's a lot of us now, which is great. It is it's great. It's amazing that there's so many of us coming out now. And then I think in October, I decided to like wipe everything clean. And then I just like rebranded and I started to share more of myself. And at that point, that's when I finally started to kind of get an idea of what my structure is, what works for me, because the way I do the daily readings now is not how I started it when I first did it. Of course, it you're working out of, the kinks. Yeah. yeah. And now I have like a, a thing that I, I, I like using, doing this and, but yeah, I, I mean, I have a good method now that is yeah. pretty solid. Yeah. A good flow. But I think that's right. like so transferable to anyone. Like when I think about starting my business and starting therapy and like how I wanted to structure my day, everything is so vastly different than when I went full-time in June. Like you have to, I think that being able to share this process is so empowering for other people because it may not feel 
great or it may feel weird or uncomfortable, but it's like all part of that process, right? To get you to that place of feeling more refined, feeling like this is who I am and how I want to show up in the community. Yes. And the thing is, it's funny because I'm, I'm a Virgo son and so I'm very, I mean, and my dad was, is a Virgo. And so I was kind of raised in that don't do anything. Don't, don't do it if you're not going to do it right. You know, so I've had this whole thing in my mind where like, it has to be perfect before I can do it, show it. In in a sense, yes, that's true. But sometimes, um, a, or a lot of the times really, you have to, you have to take the risk and go into that exploratory journal journey process because sometimes you won't get to that, you know, ideal perfected, you know, system that you would like without making the mistakes and making the errors and doing the trial, like te- the test and, and the trial and error, I guess, if, um, you know, and, and if, 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 if I had had that mentality back in July, it would have never happened, you know, mm-hmm. and even now I'm still finding ways to make it better or get better. Yeah. You know? That's such a, it's so beautiful because I'm, I'm a true believer on like whatever signal you put out. So when you're talking about like your journey and when you were depressed, you probably internalized so much, you weren't externalizing anything. And now you're in this place where you're willing to share and you're kind of like putting up that signal and then people are mag it's magnetizing. Like you're attracting what signal you're putting out. It's so funny because, um, my family saw the huge difference in me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and they started asking me like, what did you do? Like, how did you, cause they saw it was like night and day from, I love that. I love that. Yes. <laughs> you know, and everyone starts asking like, what, what did you do? How did you, you know? And then I even, um, cause like, like I said, 2019 was like the big final exam for me, but also within that year. So I, that was one of the lowest points of my year of the, of my life. Cause in the beginning of the year I had filed for bankruptcy, you know, I was, my health was like was really bad. I was going into the, the, the emergency room all, um, I don't know, every other month or whatever. Oh and gosh. then I was like seeing my doctors all the time. And, and I also um, have endometriosis, right? And so when you're dealing with, when you have a lot of stress that's happening in your life, that just exacerbates endometriosis. And um, I was in pain all the time. I had, to, I had, um, I have these heat packs um, that I bought and I have like three of them. I had one in the car and one in the house and one in my office because I was like always having to have heat applied to um, to my belly because of the pain, right? Mm-hmm. And and then I finally, towards the middle of um, 2019, when I finally, oh, the mail, <laughs> the mailman's here. Mika's going to go crazy. <laughs> By the way, you guys can't see this, but Kara has the most adorable Pomeranian, which I grew up with Pomeranians. I'm obsessed with Pomeranians. I can't wait to get another one. I lost mine. God, 2020 was a hard year, but she passed away. She was 19 years old in 2020. And every time I see Mika, I'm like, that is the, I cannot wait to get my own Pomeranian. Barking and all. Barking, I'll take it. That's (laughs) what I miss about my old Pomeranian is just like how obnoxious and funny it is. She she ruins the mail though. She almost um, chewed up a oh, she almost chewed up this check, a really big check that I was like expecting. But oh my gosh. thankfully, she didn't ruin it, and I was able to cash it still. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love it. I'm here for it. I love that she, it's such an energy shift too, because here we are talking about heavy stuff. I think that's why I love, that's like the type of therapist that I am is like, we can talk about hard stuff and be lighthearted, you know, all in good timing, but like, it's, it's fun. You know, life doesn't always have to be like heavy and hard and traumatic. It can be laughter and fun and reflective. So, so get, so going back to what I was trying to say. So in the middle of the year, that's when I finally decided that, you know what, all this time from 2010 to 2019, like I've, gone through so many cycles of healing and finally rediscovering myself, finally um, figuring out my worth, but I wasn't doing anything about it. You know, like I wasn't changing my situation. I was still working in my, the toxic job. Like, yes, I ended a toxic relationship, but I still had a toxic relationship. It was my workplace. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't until the middle of the year of 2019 when I finally decided I'm done with this, you know? And um, I literally, the minute, the minute, so it's, this is the funny thing, right? You always tell yourself, like, oh, I'm going to go look. I, I know I'm going to find a job when I'm ready to move on, you know, but mm-hmm. you just, you're too afraid to move on to a new job because you're so used to the comfort of the old job. Like, oh, well, this is the devil I know. At least I have friends here. Like, you know, what if I lose the support that I have here because I get a new job and I have to meet new people and da da da. And, um, the minute I, I finally like allowed myself to release the, those fears and those doubts. And the minute I was like, you know what, um, the benefits outweighs, you know, the, what I'm going to yeah. lose, right. That energetic switch happened. And it's almost like the universe was like, Oh, she's ready. So let's give her this opportunity. Right. So what happened was on, I think it was like a Monday, I decided to call off of work. And I um, was about to like look for jobs, but I didn't want to do what I did back then when in 2008, 2009, when I graduated, like just applying to any job, Mm -hmm. just apply. And that was very depressing because you're like sending applications and you're not hearing anything back. So I was like, you know what? I'm in a different position now in my life. Like I have acquired, you know, 10 years worth of skills and experience. So what do I want? So I, I took my journal and I wrote down what kind of life do I want and what requirements do I need from a job to give me the life that I want? That's so beautiful. You manifested. I did. And I wrote that down. And um, I, at the bottom of the page, I said that this job exists and I deserve it. Hmm. And um and that was a Monday. And then I think it was Wednesday. I get a l- message on my LinkedIn for a job that I would never applied to. I would have never thought that that was even um, a job that was, it, it wouldn't have ever been on my radar. And they're like, Hey, you know, we saw your, your profile, your LinkedIn profile. And, um, are you interested in, in learning more about this job opportunity? And I was like, yes, you know, and then the more I learned about it, the more I was like every, I would go back to my journal, look at everything that I wrote down. I was like literally checking everything off my list and even received more than what I asked for. And when I started the job, I, I ended up, I took the job and I started the job and I asked the guy who found me, I was like, Hey, 
how did you find me? Mm-hmm. I just, I have to know, right? And he was like, well, because the position was open for a whole year. And the, the position was open. Oh, my gosh. Amazon. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Um, the position was open for a whole year. Hey, hey, come here. Come here. And um, he said that he was looking through LinkedIn with a specific set of keywords. But for whatever reason, one random day, and I'm wondering if it was like around the same day I decided. Um, he's like, I just decided to, to choose a different set of keywords and then your profile came up. So it was like, it was like the universe really was waiting for me to be ready to choose right. me, you know? And, and every time I tell this story, because like, especially with my family and my friends who have seen me before and then now, mm-hmm. like, how did you do this? They're like, how did you, how did you change your life completely? And I was like, I just, I journaled it. I just wow. <laughs> wrote it down. <laughs> Going back to the journaling. Yeah, that's true manifestation. And you did your inner work. You worked through some trauma. Continue, I mean, continuing to work through stuff. And But you were ready to be ready to be ready to be ready. And yes. I can relate to that so much because um, before starting my own business, I was so scared to take that leap. And then my therapist, Doug, love him. He was like, what's the worst that's going to happen? You go back to your job that's making you miserable and sick. I'm like, that mm-hmm. is the worst that, that <laughs> my current situation is the worst thing that's going to happen to me. So why not go for yeah. it? But once you make that switch, holy, like, I cannot tell you how many people came out of the woodwork in the similar way that you're talking. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, again, like putting up that signal of I'm ready to be ready to be ready, writing it down, being intentional, doing the work, of course, like manifestation is not anything without you. You had a LinkedIn profile, you know, like there was things that happened that you had to do to take steps, reply to an email, go for an interview. Like, but the fact that you put that energy out there, the universe was like, here you go you're ready for it. And so I think mm-hmm. that's really beautiful. And I'm so glad you shared your story. And I know that um, I could talk to you for probably three and a half hours, but <laughs> for the sake of a podcast episode, we're going to start wrapping up and I want to ask you a question and then I want you to tell everyone how they can find you and I'll put it in my link in my notes as well. But um, okay. I always end the podcast episode with why do you think therapy is cool? Oh my God. So Therapy is cool because for me, right, especially since I had, I did start journaling when I was um, earlier in my teens, but therapy for me, um, it's, you get to be, you get to be seen by a person who has no bias. They don't know you, you know, and so you get a chance to be seen as who you are, not who other people think you are because they don't have that pre they don't have this assumption of you yet you know and so when you're looking for someone anytime we have hurt and pain and you know a reaction from or triggered or triggered from trauma it's the shadow side of ourselves that we've been denying Mm -hmm. to listen to and therapy is cool because 
it gives you the, the therapist that that process that session gives you permission to hear the your shadow side mm-hmm. and it gives it gives you that skill like it helps you exercise that so it's allowing you to it's teaching you to accept the parts of yourself that you've denied Ugh. and it's it's hard to do that on your own yeah you cannot do that on your own someone has to show you to do that you know and so that's why therapy is so beneficial you know um yeah <laughs> that's so beautiful like i'm literally about to faint of how beautiful your experience is just so beautiful and you're absolutely right like everything you said was so spot on you're just absolutely right and i this quote keeps coming up this week specifically for me in sessions is um we accept the love we think we deserve so a lot of us think we deserve to not show those parts of ourselves that may be ugly or maybe dark or maybe hard to carry, but that's what a therapist does. Like, I mean, I can't speak for every therapist, but we got into this field to like, be with that, be with that emotion and connect. We're human beings. Like you say, you know, you need, you said it so well, like you need, um, someone to help you or like assist you with that. And it's like, at the end of the day, we're all human beings and like money, having a house, like everything is relevant, but like, we just need connection. That is like, yeah, the heart of who we are. And so, yes. Oh my God. I was going to say something, but it's going to take forever (laughs) if I start this conversation. But (laughs) no, because exactly like when you think about our life now compared to our lives as humans way before in the beginning of time, like we didn't have houses and we didn't have, we don't have the things that we have right now. So what is the underlying theme between my lifetime now as a person and my lifetime had I lived way back when? What was, what's really important? And I think that's what 2020 and this whole pandemic kind of asked, for, asked out of us, like what is really important in our lives right now? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, a, it's about connection. Mm-hmm. It's, our, it's the connection we have with other people and the connection we have with ourselves because you can't really learn how to connect with yourself until you connect with others and vice versa. Like you can't really connect with others until you choose, you have um, the, you, you're brave enough and have the courage to connect with yourself in a deep way. Mm-hmm. And the more you learn about yourself, the more you learn about other people and you'll start to see yourself and other people. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, and that, and that's, that's the beauty of this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. What I will say to that is you're just reinforcing my um, call and my desire right now to hold group therapy because it can push you way beyond individual work in the same ways that you just mentioned, like having a safe space to connect with people and understand, because we all have relationships. No one comes to me in therapy and doesn't have relationship issues, but if we can get us all together and work on that, like that's so beautiful. So that I'm just putting that out there because I know I need to like, you know, make myself accountable, but (laughs) that's neither here nor there. I want you to tell us, thank you so much for your time. And I want you to tell us how we can find you. So 
primarily, um, I am very active on Instagram. So if you follow me on Reflective Tarot at Instagram, um, all of my details are there as well. But I also have a website that's out and it's um, thereflectivetarot.com. So you have to put T-H-E before reflectivetarot.com. And there you'll find a lot of resources that I've kind of developed that I wanted to share for free. Like I have the journaling templates, the intention one, and the reflection one that's available for free download. And I have a free um, journaling webinar there as well for like um, <laughs> the, ba my, the basics um, of the basic methods I've used for myself. And I also have a paid journaling course if anyone's ever interested that dives even deeper um, where every month throughout, throughout one whole year, I'm gonna be um, putting in more new content for um, to, to, to specifically reflect on certain things in our lives to kind of just go deeper than the regular um, journaling method in practice. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's wow. where you can find me and that's what I have available, but yeah. <laughs> Thank so you many so much. offerings, so many offerings. Thank you so much for putting all of that out there. And like I said before, you're so intentional, so thoughtful, so mindful. Like this, this content is important, especially in 2020 or now we're transitioning in 2021 when we're spending more time with ourselves. So thank you so much for the work that you do. Thank you for your time today. And I am so grateful you could be here. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed, I enjoyed, and I love, I honestly love talking to you about these sorts of things. I know we could do it all day. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Kara. Thank you so much for listening. I think it's really important that we spend time for ourselves and I really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, maybe relax and listen to a podcast and engage in self-care. If you want to find out more, please go to therapyiscoolpodcast.com or you can find me on Instagram at Molly Zive Therapy. All right, everyone, take care.